Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. FX Pro Super Rugby. Coming your way until August. The biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged. Yes, hello and welcome to The Rock. Tim Horan, Matt Burke, Tony Squires, Matty Burke, of course, just fresh from the back seat or the front seat of the car in the car park? The front seat, laid down. sleep, was it? Yeah. Oh, you, can you lay all the way back? Oh, yeah, it, it, a, a, bit, a bit better than last week. Really? I was able to get a little bit more angle out of the, uh, out uh, of the chair. And do you, what, do you like, loosen the belt? Uh, what do you do? Do you bring pajamas? Because for those who don't know, Matty comes straight from <laughs> commentating on telly overnight games uh, to the car park. And sleeps in the car. So, uh, would, is there any kind of method there? The, the strategy is make sure you don't get one of those fluorescent lights coming straight at you. So, so the, the car park space is important. I'm taking three sideways yeah. rather than just going in straight. Nice. So, I'm right. maneuvering in the right spot. Timmy Horan, how are you? Fresh after last night? Of course, you were on, on our box as well, watching the Reds go around. Yeah, very good, guys. Uh, Berkey, uh, great to see you've got a couple of hours sleep and uh, the eyes aren't too red. But, yeah, the um, the Reds last night, they were solid without being, uh, you know, fantastic, but three in a row is probably their best start since 1999. So um, they go to South Africa and they're probably on the plane as we speak. Mate, I was watching and just before the game there was the, the, the chat that you had with the, the panel. On that panel was Quade Cooper, of course, injured for the Reds at the moment, uh, next to Greg Martin. Don't know if there was any tension going on there. And I didn't have the sound up at the very beginning. Was there any question to Quade Cooper about his future? There was all the talk this week that he'd already signed uh, to leave rugby and head to the NRL and the Roosters. Yeah, there's a lot of rumours around, but um, I think that you know, anyone who signs Quade Cooper really needs to see him come back from a knee injury. Uh, it looks like he's probably another uh, two to three months away from coming back for the Reds. But no, I spoke to him very briefly about it. He said, oh, there's no, no decision whatsoever yet. So I, I think he'd like to continue on playing rugby union because of the disappointment he had in the World Cup. But uh, I, I just don't know about the rugby league side of it yet, as yet. But obviously, Sonny Bill Williams, rumoured, and he hasn't signed yet with... Sydney City Roosters, so uh, they both have the same manager in Code and Nasser. All right, huge show for you today. We'll get into those games, the Reds and the Rebels, the Waratahs, the Highlanders. It was uh, the Waratahs, obviously, another three weeks, two heartbreaking losses. Mm. Gee, it's good to be a Waratahs fan. <laughs> All that ahead, plus Timmy Horan is going to put, uh, sorry, Matt Burke is putting Timmy Horan to the test in a reversal of roles from last week. That's all ahead on The Ruck. Foxtel, for every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. And you must be having the time of your life because you are listening to The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tim Horan, Matt Burke and Tony Squires with you. I was uh, negligent, didn't give you the scores from overnight uh, and yesterday at the opening. Sorry, Timmy. Uh, <coughs> Chiefs. <laughs> and, well, well, and, and for all those people in the car with their kids yeah. on, the, on the way to train. Well, the kids on the way to rugby, it hasn't started yet, but they'll be yeah. on the way to the park to have a kick at goal or on the way to Bunnings to buy that one rake and you, and you buy the whole store. Yeah, <laughs> one rake. How good's that? Yeah, a long time since I've bought a rake. Gee, you're going after Bunnings, aren't you? <laughs> you, you, you're, you need some stuff for your backyard, don't you? That's a, that's Tim Hornesk. How, how big is your backyard, Timmy? Uh, not not very big, but it will be bigger when we get a sponsorship from Bunnings to this, uh, the Ruck Show. Uh, Chiefs 24 over the Crusaders 19. The Hurricanes 46 uh, beat the Force 19. The Brumbies 24 over the Cheetahs 23. And as I mentioned, we'll get to that game soon. The Highlanders 18. The Waratahs 17. Uh, Sharks 32 beat the Lions 20, the Blues 29 over the Bulls 23, uh, and the Six Nations, the Wales 24 beat um, Italy 3, Ireland 32. 
This is what I was worried about because when you into talking to you sleeping in the car, Matty, when you came in and said, yeah, I, I saw Ireland, Ireland, they beat the Brumbies. You were very tired this morning. They actually beat Scotland 32-14. <laughs> Let's get to that Reds game in a little bit more detail then, Timmy. Uh, it was... Uh, for the Rebels, I think last time these two teams met, this time last year, 53-3, the Rebels got hammered. Much better performance defensively. They looked really good. Yeah, they did. And especially the first 25 to 30 minutes, they, they had the run of the game. And James O'Connor playing with Curtly Beale and also Danny Cipriani. That was a lot of talk before the game was about those three players. But it was really the forwards up front that laid a really strong platform and, and put the Reds on the back foot. And I mean, the Reds uh, responded and bounced back in the second half, but good performance from the Rebels. You need, Australian rugby needs, um, you know, a strong conference, the five teams. And the Western Force at the moment are struggling. They, uh, as you mentioned, Tony, they got thrashed by the Hurricanes yep. over in Perth. And yeah, the Reds, a good performance, another 35,000 at Suncorp Stadium. And um, the Reds, they hopped on a plane this morning to go across to South Africa. So they will fly to uh, the Johannesburg and then fly down to Durban to play the Sharks this coming weekend and then the Bulls in that lovely place, Pretoria. Mm. Timmy, what about the game last night? Rebels, uh, six points, two pen goals for O'Connor. Have they got the ability to score a try? I, I just can't see where they're going to be able to breach the line, so to speak. Uh, I think when they do, Berkey, you'd think they'd get four or five because they haven't scored one for a long time. They had a penalty try awarded against the Waratahs last week couldn't cross the line and didn't look like crossing the line last night at Suncorp Stadium. So it is a concern, but certainly they, you know, a week's a long time in rugby. Their defence was, was outstanding last night. So that they are a side that will trouble a lot more sides than they did last year. i tell you who I did like the look of is that huge uh, lot for the Rebels, uh, Hugh Pyle, huge mm. Pyle. He is exactly that his name, isn't it? Every time I saw him, though, it was like Sergeant Carter. Pyle! It's one of the great <laughs> names. But he can play, can't he? He can, yeah, good, good player, and he's uh, he's going to be very close to Wallaby selection. Uh, I'd say this year, and um, the Wallabies need a lot, lot more players, a lot more depth this year, and and he's a, a wonderful player. Danny Cipriani, I notices uh, this is just news, just breaking news for you, has joined the Twitter sphere. Uh, he has made his first tweet. When you're making your first tweet, I know that, Timmy, you went through it. I've uh, got a million followers now. Uh, <laughs> what, you, you kind of think about what you're going to tweet as your first mm. one. This is my statement, my opening salvo to the world out there. Uh, Danny's was was terrific. His was thank, was actually a response from to somebody else. Somebody sent something to him. He's gone, thanks, boss. Good. This is we 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 got next Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well done. What does that mean? Is that it? Yeah, that it? that's well, it. Well, I actually had a, I had a, uh, a tweet yesterday from um, the fake Danny Cipriani, oh. and you must have to put fake in front. Uh, yeah. And it had, you know, it has, you know, your bio, then it has, you know, you've been tweeting since, and then down the bottom it has location, and it had location behind the bar. So, <laughs> you sure that was the fake Danny Cipriani? Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realise it was. I, I, all I saw was Danny Cipriani. I thought, gee, why did you put that there? <laughs> <laughs> you, was it behind the bar? It was just one arm behind the bar, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that was it. This is the Rock Your Sunday Rugby Show. Foxtel for every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive. Call Foxtel one three one seven eight seven. It's a very underutilised instrument, the cowbell. The cowbell, big in Waikato. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Every song ha- must have a cowbell. It must have a cowbell. That, in that case was used by the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the beautifully titled song The Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie and uh, once again you were playing along with your air guitar Matt Burke <laughs> I wish people could well, maybe we should at some point get a video camera in here mm. to watch you as you I, I, was, I, was, I was tapping the cowbell the yeah that's what you're doing 
Timmy, when, when he was in, when you toured, was Matt yep. one of those guys? I'm, I, it always comes down to the guys who you know love their music and, and play the music and do a bit that kind of stuff. Did you have anybody you know with Matty? Was he very musical in the, in the bus, for example? Well, we, we toured so long ago that I think we just had a ghetto blaster. There was no iPods or, <laughs> yeah. or a disc actually c- CD player. That was about it, wasn't it? The portable, <laughs> when the portable CD player came in, gee, that was that was massive. Wasn't do, it? do you remember? Uh, and we only we mentioned it this morning. The guys getting off the bus, you know, they got these big headphones like we've yeah. sort of got at the moment, and yeah. they're sort of yeah, the heads are, are bopping at the same time. Yeah. We got asked the question, you know, what did what did you guys do? And I said, I remember Griggs used to always walk out with the big headphones on. Um, wasn't listening to any music. I think he had a sponsorship with Bose or something at the same time. Just makes sure you camera. Get, but in the early days, then you'd get you'd walk off the bus and will it off in Goway, the big yep. um, breakaway Tongan breakaway. Gee, he was good. Uh, yeah. he, and then he'd walk out with a, like a little little ghetto blaster on his shoulder. Yeah, you walk out and just sort of bopping away, and then he'd yeah. pick his bag up and walk in. And if it was funny, because on the bus, if he didn't like the music, you couldn't say anything. Yeah, Willie. The Highlanders eighteen over the Waratahs seventeen. So three games and two, the Waratahs have won, uh, lost in what we're going to say, heartbreaking fashion, uh, right at the death. It wasn't the world's best spectacle in terms of uh, a game of footy. And I don't know whether I look. I like to blame the referee for these kinds of things. And uh, you know that we have a bit of a, an affection for the referee, Bryce Lawrence. Now, apparently, Bryce, who you'll remember uh, from last week, is responsible for dialogue such as this. It's a man's game, so we let it stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. He was uh, also and that, that was on, that was on the field last week. Wasn't Correct. It? Not, wasn't somewhere in Sydney at a parade. <laughs> no, anywhere, that's exactly it? right. No. That was on the field. I was talking to uh, other chaps. Uh, now he. Apparently was a bit chatty as well yesterday, uh, and according to one report, he in fact blew, I quote, the P from the whistle, and it was the dummy's guide to rugby laws. Basically, he was gathering the the team together and telling exactly how they should play and what the the laws of the game were. Did that affect it, Timmy? Uh, Maddie, did you see the game as one that was a little bit, uh, you know, dire in that way? It certainly got stilted, though, didn't it? Yeah. I think, you know, nowadays when when you're playing the game. I think I think there's got to be a responsibility on the players to actually want to play. Yep. I, I don't think you can get out there and want to stifle uh, in effect, which brings the referee into the game too much. Um, you know, the, the, the great ones are when the, the you can't call them touches anymore. They're assistant referees mm-hmm. and they come in and, and make their contribution. It's like, yes. I need my air time, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, thanks very much. You know, and, and you wonder, it's just for the boys at the pub, I reckon, just yeah. to go, did you get me? Did you get me? Oh, yeah, I'm on there. And the referee goes, mate, well, what are you on for? So, I think no doubt that stilted uh, the, the Waratahs game was very stop start um, mm. but at the back of that uh, a couple of errors let them down uh, they missed the penalty or missed the conversion from Paddy McCutcheon's try who yep. unfortunately busted his ankle badly yep. badly and uh, and you know in, in, the other, in saying that then Colin Slade missed some, some shots of goal as well so Perhaps too many errors that, that um, led to the loss for the Waratahs. Yeah, I think it shows the Waratahs are probably the real deal this year now because they can compete away in New Zealand against the New Zealand team, who are they're very hard to beat there in the forward pack. And, and they, you know, I don't think I don't think Michael Fowler, the coach, would be too disappointed with that result. Yes, it's just slipped away from them, but they can they can show how competitive they are. And when you look at the refereeing decisions, yes, there was a few there, but. I think some of the referees really have to sort of go back to the early days when they were refereeing under 13, under 14 and just play on, play on, just keep going because you, um, it's the supporters and, and the people that watch the game, they, they don't want to see too many penalties. There were a lot of penalties in the Reds game last night as well at scrum time. Yeah, but, uh, but Timmy, Matt Burke told me off air last week that a lot of that play on, play on from referees was because they actually couldn't keep up. <laughs> so they didn't really have much idea what was going on. True or false, Matty? Uh, the old blokes, exactly yeah. right. They did. <laughs> 
play on. <laughs> They're 30 metres away. I threw oh, it forward, sir. Don't yeah. worry about it. I want to get into some more detail and ask you guys a little bit about that. Pat McCutcheon thing looked looked horrible. Oh, he yeah, goes over, terrible. scores a try, charges down, scores a try. Uh, it looks terrific on the way to the trial line. The sideburns flowing. Uh, and then one of those injuries where they replay it and you see the an- uh, ankle at uh, an entirely inappropriate angle. Uh, it was very ugly. I just want to talk to you. Have a, put your thinking caps on when we come back. Some injuries that have uh, haunted you on the field. This is The Ruck. Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131787. That's Chisel. Bow River. And this is The Ruck. We're talking about Paddy McCutcheon uh, last night with the Waratahs. Scored a great try. Uh, and as I said, those sideburns are the best in the business. <laughs> Sadly, the uh, ankle went in a different direction to him. It's one of those ones where, um, Timmy, you were watching and you, you mentioned to me that you could see him look back and think, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah, terrible injury, wasn't it? It was very similar to Drew Mitchell's injury at Suncorp Stadium there um, last year. But oh, he'll come back. There's no break, apparently, which is great news for uh, for Pat McCutcheon. But that was a terrible injury. But you look at Did different injuries a- around the world. That um, And, Berkey, you would have seen a few in the times that we've played. I remember Jason Little, my centre partner, when we played for Queensland, and it was in Johannesburg against the Lions. And uh, Francois Pinot, who was playing for the Lions, slid in and actually hit with his knee and hit Jason right between the eyes with his knee accidentally mm. and Jason got taken off the field and then he went to hospital and he had to get 96 stitches it was about 40 odd stitches internally and 50 odd externally but the lucky part was he was there and the surgeon who was on call that night was the surgeon who um, fixes up all the gunshot w- wounds from all the carjacking and drive-by shootings in Johannesburg? So he was very guy. fortunate. Yeah, yeah. So he was very fortunate. Isn't also uh, on that one as well the surgeon? As Jace woke up from his, uh, I suppose, anaesthetic, you could say, as he looked down, there was a, a, a bit of scribing on his chest. Francois was here. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> You've been knocked by Francois. But I think uh, after they did the 96 stits, they said, you know, he woke up and then they sort of, um, he went to get out of the bed and he said, oh, geez, my shoulder's a bit sore, sir. You know, the doc. And, uh, and then they said, oh, we'll put you in an x-ray. And he broke his collarbone in three places as well. He didn't realise it. So, um, Gee, that's a good some... day in the office, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Commitment. Matty, you've, of course, uh, had none injury as well was it as, as dramatic as that I, I I've I'm just drew a little picture of myself on the on the on yes, the paper here yes for the uh, uh, radio 101 <laughs> pictures don't chalkboard, work chalkboard little stick man it is yeah. <laughs> it, it is a stick man and I'm, I'm about to cross off so shoulder shoulder knee uh groin back neck uh-huh. you just sort of keep going um my shoulder my right shoulder when I uh I heard it in the Bledisloe Cup in 1998 I think it was in Sydney and uh, I remember uh, scoring the try and thinking, did I get there? But in so much pain. But we had Tommy Bowman, who uh, was known as Disaster. Mm. I remember lying on the ground there thinking, I've done a, a good shoulder blowout here. And, uh, and at the same time, a few of the boys came over and went, ooh, that's got to hurt. That's got... And then Tommy Bowman came over and grabbed my jersey and went, you little beauty! Let's go Tommy! Can you not? <laughs> so that was, the first, that was the sort of the start of it. I hurt the other shoulder a bit earlier on, but my what finished me was uh, my career was uh, my knee reconstruction. So mm. I did my ACL. Similar to you, Timmy. And, and you tell someone you did your ACL and they go, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And you want someone to... In effect, you want to be able to tell a story. You want yes. someone to come one way and your legs go the other way and your yeah. body stays still and all of a sudden blue... I just got snipered. I, I just fell yep. over. So you were alone to say. on the park. That was me alone on the park. <laughs> but the, but the, it's funny. It, it's funny, isn't it, the different reactions you get when Pat McCutcheon did his ankle. Oh. He just looked around in a bit of surprise and thought, "What, what, what has happened?" I remember um, Damien Smith, who we played with a lot with the Wallabies on the wing for the Wallabies, scored a great try in the '95 Rugby World Cup, and 
I remember Damien Smith, a couple of injuries. One one injury, he hurt his fingernail of his pinky finger <laughs> and was stretched off the field in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and then six months later, he broke his tibia in yeah. in uh, in South Africa uh. and was just carried off by the physio with his arm around him. You know, so <laughs> yeah, the paper cuts reaction. are always the worst ones, <laughs> yes. Timmy. They really do sting. I, I, I did have one a couple of years ago. We were playing a Barbars game in South Africa and I, and I, uh, I got a palm in the eye. I got a hand in the eye, basically. Uh. And uh, and I called the doctor out. And I said, uh, I said, doc, doc. I said, is my face okay? I said, I've, I think I've cut my face. Like, and he and he scratched my skin, so to speak. And my skin was sort of a piece was sort of hanging off. And, oh. and I said, I said, how bad is it? And he goes, No, no. I tell you, my friend, the skin is okay, but your eyeball is shot. <laughs> <laughs> he put his finger in my eyeball, and my eyeball split. So it was like, oh. and it's, it's got layers, and it sort of rolls back on each other. And he goes, mate, don't worry about that. Your eyeball's split in half. You might have to come off. And, I, and my roommate replaced me, and he's going, you're fine, mate. You're fine. Just stay on. Did your vision change, Grade Dirt, with your split eyeball? No, I... I, I was, that before, was that before you ma- got married, Bert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled to... I, I, I had to put the sunglasses on and that kind of stuff. Uh, the doctor, the, the ophthalmologist, said, I might have to put a stitch in your eye. And... How do you, you can't really cl- normally get a stitch. You close your eyes and you grit your teeth. This one here was like I've you had see stitches in coming. my eye as well. Yeah, I've had slice, slice and dice. I've had a corneal transplant. So yes. Yeah, you can't. You, they, they give you the pethidine and put like an egg ring in your eye, so you can't blink. <laughs> you can't. Blink. And away they go. You see the scalpel coming down towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I actually look. It's not all about you. I I, I snap my. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us you what know. happened on the field, Tony. Yes, what, well, what, I, yeah. I was on the Gabba Tim. It, yes. as it turns out, and I uh, ruptured my Achilles tendon. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't running, but I was thinking of running uh, when it. happened. Happened. I was actually doing a promo for an old TV show called The Fats. So I was standing, we were doing it from the Gabba that night, and I was standing in the middle of the field, and I was just walking, the cameras were up there, and I thought, walk towards where the, uh, I think the cameras are, and then exactly, in an empty stadium, somebody shot me, and it was in fact <laughs> just my Achilles tendon going, no, no, I'm giving oh, up, down, no. I went face first into the dirt. That's it. That's it. Oh. Had to do the show with the foot in the bucket of ice. <laughs> Brilliant night out, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Rock, your Sunday rugby show. Plenty to come, including Matt Burke's test of Tim Horan's knowledge. Foxtel, for every super rugby game every week, live and exclusive. Call Foxtel, 131787. Blink-182, I miss you. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke, Tony Squires with you, enjoying a lovely Sunday morning. Just kind of, I'm looking at the uh, diagram that was drawn <laughs> by Matt Burke uh, of his uh, sportsman's body and the injuries thereon. <laughs> uh, it's a terrific little bit of work. Uh, see if we can get it up, up on uh, uh, in the internet, because you, you really should see. It's artistry. We'll, we'll, put it up, we'll put it up on our Facebook page so That's everyone can do. see all the, all the injuries that it's Matt Burke had. Yeah. It basically X marks the spot where you've yeah, had injuries, right. so it's just a little, you know, do, little do, drawing. Do you remember... Do you remember uh, Patrick Swayze in... Oh, you compare yourself to him now, are you? Roadhouse. Roadhouse, yes. Remember, remember he used to take his 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 his, his own bite, or not to yeah. bite, medical records and go, mm. yeah, that, that's me. That's, yeah. that's sort of... Listen to you to talking up at old Patrick Swayze <laughs> film. That was a great movie, Roadhouse, though, Roadhouse, yeah. Well, it, it was quite violent from memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, does it, I'm just looking at that image, though, and Timmy, you might be saying, because you've got plenty of injuries, do you kind of feel rain coming a week before it arrives yeah, do, you, yeah. do you have those kinds of hangover things I, I, oh, you, uh, you need us Berkey doesn't it oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up and downstairs now and uh, you know if I if, <laughs> the greatest one I had recently was was a putt you know, you go pick up the ball and, and mm. you go on your right foot to pick it up and my knees are shot and I just I fell over just thanks for coming <laughs> is it the same as you Timmy kind of a feeling of prematurely aged knees yeah, you do. Yeah, you sort of um, the Voltaren gets a fair workout these days. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> are you looking for another sponsorship? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Do they sell those at Bunnings? Yeah, they, they, do. <laughs> they do now, Chiefs. Chiefs 24, the Crusaders 19, Hurricanes 46 over the Force 19, uh, Highlanders 18 beat the Waratahs 17, the Reds 11 uh, scraped through over the Rebels 6, the Sharks 32, Lions 20, the Blues 29 beat the Bulls 23, and the Brumbies 24 over the Cheetahs 23. A tight game, and Coach Jack uh, Jake White... Reckons that the Brumbies now, uh, the coaching saga has finished, as he says, once and for all. This saga, of course, being whether he was or wasn't going to uh, coach the English rugby side. Says no now, as of Friday afternoon, evening, he said, no, that's all over. I'm concentrating on the Brumbies, Matty. I think it's a good idea. I think that there needs stability. I don't think you can you can throw out the, the carrot, so to speak, and, and choose one or the other. He's committed to the Brumbies. He then basically put a mass exodus on players as well or, or, the, or the Brumbies lost some players but he you know, chucked a couple as well and he needs to start again if he left now that would be down the toilet you know, I think that needs stability there so, so he's put a structure in place that's going to work over a number of years correct. number of seasons correct. if he were to go now then it's a mess well remember this time last year yeah. uh, Andy Friend was a coach and he, yep. got the, he got booted after four weeks so that's true. imagine I think that there, I think there's again. time I think there's time though Berkey isn't there I, well, see I believe that any coach should have a, an out clause. If they're not coaching an international team, they should have an out clause if they are offered by an international team to actually come and coach them. But in saying that, four years at the Brumbies, he can really set that Brumbies team up to be like they were in the, sort of in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But Jake White, I, I reckon he said no for the time being. That's my call. I think there's a chance that in two or three years' time that you know, he'll want to coach an international team again. Timmy, you're, no saying, that, you're saying that, that the clause should be there because international rugby is the pinnacle and it, it's beyond Super 15 and therefore they should have that, uh, be allowed to go on if they get offered that. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm not privy to Ewan McKenzie's uh, contract with the Queensland Reds, but if he is offered uh, a coaching opportunity with the Wallabies, um, he's got the opportunity to take that up. So, uh, And some coaches put that in as a clause. But, um, yeah, but, but I mean, going back to look at the game, I mean, Christian Liliafano um, taking that penalty goal right on full time it was fantastic. And, and that's all come about because Jake White, the coach, has put Ben Moen as captain and he's a great leader and come from the Waratahs down to the Brumbies and took a call there uh, about three and a half minutes from full time to take a penalty kick uh, where probably most people would have thought he would have gone for the try and then all of a sudden three and a half minutes later he's got um, Christian Liliafane taking another penalty goal and they win the game so it was a good call from Jake White to put someone like Ben Moen as yep. leader. What, what about then Timmy if I can then if you're talking about that incident there go to Queensland and the, the Rebels game O'Connor 77th minute has a, a kick for touch yep. puts it 15 metres out I mean surely these guys practice enough to put it 5 metres out on the spot driving line out score the try kick the goal win the game and as it turned out missed the throw they punt it downfield oh, they, they hack it downfield and then all of a sudden yep. the game's over it was a really interesting when we were doing the call on Fox Sports it was a really interesting and we hear the, the referees Mike that James O'Connor walked up to Gareth Delve the captain of the Rebels and as you said 3 minutes to go and and James O'Connor was walking up to Gareth Dell. Gareth Dell said, oh, sir, we're going to take a kick for goal. And, and James O'Connor said, no, 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 wait, wait, I'm going for touch. And Gareth said, hang on, mate, we've got three and a half minutes left. And James O'Connor said, no, no, mate, it's now or never, I'm going for touch, look out. And actually pushed the captain away. It was There was no argument in it, but and you could see James O'Connor thinking, I'm... 21-year-old, I've played 36 test matches, I've got a lot of experience, I know we're never going to get down this end of the field again. So I, I thought it was a pretty good call from uh, Gareth Dell and James O'Connor, but 
was trying to work out who was captain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sadly, the referee didn't reply to him. It's a man's game, so we let it stand. <laughs> this is <How> a... Re- <laughs> I'm never letting that go, you know that, don't you? Oh, that's great. Every week uh, we're going to have some Price Lawrence on this program, but every week we're also going to learn more and more about these two boys who have played 4,000 games of rugby for the Wallabies. I'm talking about Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And this week it is Tim Horan's knowledge of music. Matt will test him next. Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby world. With Tony Squires to make up the three. And the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate. The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. I thought I'd got rid of that promo. I thought that was very 2011. It, it was dumped, wasn't it? And usually, for those who are interested, usually Matt Burke makes a, a nice cup of coffee nice for everybody. Coffee. Yeah, except for Timmy, of course. It is an hot, hot endorsement. Chocolate. Yeah, hot, hot chocolate, chocolate. exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, if you were with us last week, we'd have heard a terrific piece where Tim Horan was just reminiscing about the, some of the things that uh, you miss if you are, uh, were a wallaby, one of them being standing uh, shoulder to shoulder with brothers in arms and any other cliche I can come to think, think of, listening to and singing your own national anthem and those of other nations. You put Maddie to the test in terms of knowing national anthems. And Matt, from memory, you thought the Irish one was something Eastern European. That's right. You thought the Georgian <laughs> one was, I don't know, Fijian or something. And you couldn't even get O Canada when the first lyrics were O Canada. A shocker. Has, has not been listening through his 80-odd test matches to the national anthems. Concentrating, mate. Correct. Concentrating. So it was right of reply, right. ladies and gentlemen. Matt Burke has the opportunity to test Tim Horan, what will the subject be? Well, we spoke about just a minute ago about you know, the bus scenario and listening to, to music. And I know, Timmy, you, you, you did listen to your music, and I know you're all over it. So what I'm going to do is, is play you three songs. Uh, or, all right. Or, yeah. Piece of three songs. I just want you to give us the next line, if that's all right. First one. Oh, you want me to sing along? Oh, if you could, please. Just the next <laughs> line. We'll, we'll stop, the, we'll stop the, uh, the music, and then you sing the next line. Uh, the first one, you'll know. Uh, you should don't, don't, know. But, but, don't, but don't, don't forget, sometimes I was sitting next to David Campese. He used to li- listen to Madonna. So you want to go a bit, <laughs> bit further well, out there. There goes, there goes the first two. one then, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. okay. First one here, Timmy. Here we go. Dynamite. <laughs> Bang. Bang. I was looking for something looking on the lines of... Oi, yeah, and oi too. Yeah, there you go. I'll give you, I'll give you a tick for that one. Is that where the Aussie, 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 oi, oi, comes from? It could have been. May well be. I think that's where the fanatics picked it up from. Yeah, half a point. What about KJ Choi? Oi, oi, oi. Outstanding. The next one, Timmy. A little bit, a little bit. Another Australian band as well, but. Uh, give this one a crack, and I want you, you've got to get the, what would you say, Tony, the, the linguics, the ling- linguistics of it <laughs> as well. Give it a go. Oh, Hammerhead, James Rain, <laughs> James Rain Crawl. Well yeah, well yeah, yeah. A- anything for the next line? <laughs> No, no, I got you, nothing. You, you yeah. could have mumbled something and yeah. got out maybe this way. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like I've slipped some carrot in my soup. <laughs> is it? No, that's some silk and slip of evil, I think. The, uh, <laughs> the actual hammerhead, absolutely. Well done. Oh, now, now the last one, Timmy. Um, I'll give you a, a half point for that one as well. Right. Uh, the last one. Um, it, it's number one in Queensland at the moment, so Ooh. you should be all over this one. So. Give this a crack. I know you like this one. Two hours of pushing Oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Come on, you do. Steve Nance will be rolling in his his grave. Not yet, anyhow. 
Oh, fantastic. Oh, I think we actually played that one on the Ghetto Blaster in about uh, 89. I'm a man by of no... Oh, sorry, of again. I'm by. a man of no means... Study it, A man of means by no means... King of the road. Oh, doesn't that take you back? Uh, what fantastic. about that? That was our thing. So Steve, Steve Nance was our fitness trainer back in 99, and uh, he loved that song, didn't he? No. Oh, that was the one that gets, used to get blasted out all the time. Actually, I've just got one more for you, Tony. This one's for you as well. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's going to be on the TV for the next eight years. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Maddie. All right, we'll have another. T- I'm going to set a test for both men uh, next week. This is The Rock. Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. It's The Rock for Foxtel, the only place to see Super Rugby live. And Tony Squires, not long to go now. And uh, a couple of big games next week coming up on Super Rugby as well. There are some sensational games. Before I get there, though, I think uh, Maddie Burke, you we were watching Timmy's work last night, and it was Some terrific. It always is. I, I, I watch the for the game partly, but mostly for Tim Horan's commentary. Well, insightful, mm. I think, is 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 the word. Yeah. And, and what I what I liked last night, uh, Timmy, it was the it was when John O'Lance came off after uh, he looked bad, a bit battered and bruised at the same time. Mm. But your commentary went along the lines of uh, John O'Lance played a great game last night. He's actually studying architecture at uh, Brisbane University, <laughs> plays the piano, and does enjoy rap music. I got I that thought, off Gordon Bray, so I'm just trying to sort of weave in. <laughs> you've gone to the school of Gordon Bray. I sat there, well, I nearly fell off the chair. It was outstanding. Well, I remember Gordon Bray used to bring out, someone had run on the field, and I worked with Gordon Bray on Channel 7 for about yeah. eight years, and um, he, won, he would study up on players and where they went to school and what yeah. war cry they used to sing and, you know, <laughs> what, who their first girlfriend was. <laughs> He'd come out and say the, the Taranaki pig farmer. Yes, you know, like. <laughs> or Bomber, David Wilson, uh, his dog at home, uh, Rufus, is 101 kilos. <laughs> it's five cans of pal in a sitting. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gordon, what are you doing? Yeah. He doesn't like pal, and every Sunday he feeds him osabuco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, Timmy, well done on that. It was brilliant. On the, next week. <laughs> you mentioned about next week. What are we looking at? In the, which games are you looking forward to? Well, the Reds go away. Obviously, they're on the plane now to South Africa, so they go away and play the Sharks. And as I mentioned uh, at the post the pre-show, the, the Sharks and also the Bulls, and then they come back and play the Western Force. So you would think they'd like to pick up two wins out of that tour for the Reds. The Tars will play the Force in Sydney on next Saturday night. The Brumbies are away to the Chiefs in New Zealand, uh, in uh, Hamilton, where the cowbells will be ringing. Mm-hmm. And the Rebels host the Cheetahs from South Africa uh, down there in, uh, in Melbourne. All right, the Waratahs then, uh, as I said, two heartbreaking losses, Maddie. I think they'll obviously, the Force is, a, this is a game at home. They're going to win big. I think so. I just don't know where the Force are going at the moment. They're very narrow in the way they play. Uh, I, I, yes, they scored a couple of tries against Queensland the other week and it was sort of, in effect, quite fortuitous that they got across the line. I just don't know. Um, Timmy, uh, Richie Graham is a, a great friend of ours. You'd think you'd want to play a bit more expansive, or do they not have the team to play expansive? That's the thing. Yeah, well, they'd like to. I think Richard Graham, the coach, uh, would like to play in an open style of game, but I really think what they're going to have to do... David Pocock, their captain, is off contract at the end of this year. Um, there are going to be some pretty big calls made there. I think they've really got to start to look at who do they pick up in a, in a backline sense, and whether that's a fly half, whether they try and... I did hear they might try and chase Quade Cooper or, mm. or an international um, number 10 fly half from England as well, like a Charlie Hodson. But they do need a bit more direction in that back line. Otherwise, um, they will struggle for the next couple of years. All right. Well, that sadly is where we have to leave it this week. Uh, enjoy your rugby. We'll catch up again next Sunday on The Ruck.